First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 55. Thank you, Jesus. There's a song that was my spirit, but I have forgotten the song. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, are you there? If you had to say I'm there. You are there. All right. Oh, death, where is thy sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Amen. Hallelujah. Now, when we go up, to verse 13 verse 12 of the same scripture we go up to verse 12 he says that now if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead how say among you that there is no resurrection for the dead But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then Christ is not risen. And if Christ is not risen, then our preaching is vain. And, and your faith is vain. Yea, and we have found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ whom he also whom he raised not if so be that the dead rise not for if the dead rise not then is not Christ raised and if Christ be not raised your faith is vain yea ye are not yet in your sins then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perish. Verse 19. If in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are all men most miserable. Verse 20. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruit of them that slept. Amen. This morning I'm preaching on Death, you sting? It's a question mark. Death, you sting? Death, you sting? Somebody say, Death, you sting? Who has ever heard that kind of statement before? Let's come down. Let's come down. Uh -huh, that's better. But why, why have you left this place? There are people seated there. Who is there? Here. So, since you went to school and came back, now you, you two you have become stubborn. Alex. But you read it in the scripture. Oh, Dave, where is your sting? Oh, you didn't read it. 
Yeah. First Corinthians 15:55. Oh death, where is your sting? He goes on to say that the sting of death is sin. Are you with me? So the Bible says that the soul that sins will die. Are you with me? Now, I want us to read a very long passage. But before we read, I want you to... Do you have... Please, have you finished? Have you finished? Then hurry up. So I know what I'm doing. Let's go to... We want to look at the story of Jesus. So we are going to read the Bible... We are going to look at the story of Jesus from before he was killed to when he rose from the dead, okay? So we are going to read it like a story and then we'll be done. I don't have much to say again. So I'm, <laughs> I'm preaching on death. Your sting? To sting means to wound. To sting means to destroy. Like a bee that stings you. Eh? In chi, what's the chi version of that scripture? Uwo then. Hey, where is the tree? You've never heard it before. You've never heard it in Akisim before. They usually say, Owo, utumi wohi Yes, utumi wohi. So, the question is, death, your sting? Death, your power? Your, your power? Are you with me? The wound of death, the destruction of death. That death destroys. Death, what? that's what? It destroys. That the greatest enemy of every man is death. Are you with me? Include, including Christians. That when our family member is, is, is sick and is about to die, every one of us is panicking. We are all afraid. Because death is the enemy of man. Are you here with me? Death is what? The enemy of man. And death came by Adam. So he goes on. When you go home, read the old verse, chapter. Death came by one man. Adam's sin brought death. And from then, all men die. To today. Are you with me? But the Bible says that one man lived and that man conquered death. Hallelujah. Let's read. Let's go to Matthew 27. We are going to start from verse 46. Okay, let's start from verse 45. Matthew 27, verse 45. Please, when you are done, let me. Now, from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land unto the ninth hour. And about the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, saying, Eli, Eli, that is to say, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Verse 47. Some of them stood there when they heard that, said, this man calls for Elias. Elias, this Elijah. And straightway, one of them ran and took a sponge and filled it with vinegar. And put it on a reed and gave him drink. 
The rest said, let be, let us see whether Elias will come to save him. Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up his ghost. It means that he died. Okay? Next verse. And behold, the veil of the temple rent in twain from the top to the bottom and the earth did quick and the rocks rent. He says, when Jesus died, what happened? He says that the curtain of the temple was divided into two. Now, the curtain was used for separating the holy of holies from the most holy place. Or the curtain was used for separating women, ordinary men, from priests. I would make. So, when you go into the temple, you see that there is a curtain from here. Here. So that Apart from those of us in front row, all of you are sinners. Do you see that? And everyone, no one had the ability of going to the Holy of Holies to pray. Because you were a sinner and you were not allowed to go there. Are you listening to me? So the curtain was used for dividing men. You are all sinners and you are not allowed to cross this boundary. And the Bible says that. The thing that happened was that the curtain from the top to the down. Now, you have been in Africa, and if you have lived in a poor background, you know that. Usually, when we use curtains, uh, we realize that the down becomes very dirty and torn in some way. So, if a curtain should tear, the curtain must tear from what? The down to the top. But this time around, the curtain tore from top to down. Now, hold on. The curtain in the temple it was, was heavier than the normal curtains that we use, it was like a thick material. Are you following what I'm saying? So it wasn't normal. It couldn't be even with scissors. Right? You struggle to cut it with scissors. And the Bible says that the curtain tore. And when the curtain tore, it was a sign that now we who come to believe in Christ have been given an opportunity to come to God every time of the day. It means that now, you don't need a preacher to talk to God as your father. Now, Jesus Christ has given us an opportunity to pray to God every time of the day. You can go to God in the morning. You can go to God in the afternoon. You can go to God in the evening. You can go to God in the midnight. You can go to God in, at, at dawn. You didn't need any man's permission to go to God. Are you with me? Are we together? And that's what it meant when the curtain turned. He says that. And there was a violent earthquake. There was an earthquake. Somebody say an earthquake. Wow. This is the Welcome. There was what? An earthquake. Somebody say an earthquake. I remember many years ago, about eight years ago, they said an earthquake is coming from Kintampo. Somebody say, oh, and they woke me up because I, I remember where I was sleeping. 
and somebody came and woke me. I said, Papa, I'm sorry. And we all came out. But my father said, Me, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sleeping here till I die. Amen. And people were running to Kotochrome Park to go and stand there so that they don't die. A lot of us have been experienced earthquake before in our lives. We have never experienced an earthquake in our lives. But the Bible says that the death of a man tore a curtain. The death of a man caused an earthquake. And again, it says that, and the rocks divided. When his blood fell on the ground, he says that there was an earthquake and the rocks divided. Hey. Somebody says, such power. And he went on and says, and the graves were opened and many bodies of saints which slept arose. Have you ever seen a man who died and dead people came back to life before? Hey. The only one I know is Elijah and Elisha, only one person. But Jesus, the Bible says when he died, something happened. <laughs> Let's continue reading. Let me show you something. Then I talk about something. Do you know that the dead did not rise on when he died on the cross? Oh? The dead rose on the third day. The dead rose when? On the third day. On the third day, Colossians says that he, when he rose from the dead, he led captivity captive. Now, Matthew is telling us something here. Usually, when you read it normally, you will find out that it seems like Matthew is saying that when he died, Eloi, Eloi, Lamar, Sabbath, Tame. And then he gave up his goals. Then the, the earthquake, then dead people started coming up to life. That's not what Matthew is saying. Look at what Matthew is saying. Look at this. Let's continue reading. Look at what Matthew is saying. Verse 52. And the graves were open and many. How, well, how many people? Many is not five. He could have said five people came back to life. It means that eh, they saw hundreds of people coming like they were going to see much. And they couldn't count. Many doesn't mean, doesn't mean 30. It's not 30 people that rose from the dead. Many is not 30. Many means that when I look, I can't count. When I look, I can't count. That's what we mean, many. Are you following what I'm saying? Are you with me? And it says that, and many bodies of sins which slept arose. It means that, the saints refer to people who hope for the Messiah. People who believe that the Messiah was going to come and they had faith in him. Are you with me? Like in the Gospels earlier on in the Bible, the Bible says that there was, a, there was a man who had hope for the Messiah and God kept him alive for a long time. Are you with me? So those kind of people who died, unlike that man who died, there were others who died. He said those ones, they all came back to life. Verse 53. Look at verse 53. You know, you don't have a Bible. Hey. Then you have to write. It says, And came out of the graves after his resurrection. Do you see that? Is that in your Bible? What does it say? After whose resurrection? 
Jesus' resurrection. Have you seen that? Eh? And went into the holy city and appeared unto many. So Matthew is talking and he's talking about the fact that the graves shook and the saints, the graves shook, but they didn't rise on that day. So he had to, because he doesn't want to go back to verse 28 and talk about, uh, do you remember that some grave, the grave now rose from here. He has to now bring their story to this place. That's why you see the story here. Because Matthew is already telling, after he's already he's saying that, because Ma when Matthew was writing the story, Jesus had already died and rose and gone to heaven. Are you aware of that? Me nimsa what they make anasia. Now yes, was sorry, cry, call heaven, da 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 da. On any paper, everybody will heaven. And you know, that wasn't Matthew wasn't writing it in in a sense that he was just standing and observing and was writing. No, Matthew wrote it after Jesus had died and rose again and gone to heaven. So Matthew was now putting it before his resurrection. But you are saying that they rose after his resurrection. Who is this man that when he dies and resurrects, other men resurrect? And that was going to tell us that when Christ resurrected, we also receive life and we rose from the dead. Hallelujah. Let's continue reading. Now, when the centurion, a centurion was a kind of soldier with a certain title, and they that were with him, watching Jesus, saw the earthquakes and those things that were done, feared greatly, saying, truly, this was the Son of God. The Son of God there means this was God. Let me explain. When we say, what is anybody breaking? So, yes, I listen to me. Because that is what I have to say. Say, and I say, why you be GD? Rollins who so sorry. No man. No man, human beings can do this. And, and a Roman soldier who doesn't believe in God stands and sees the things that he said, no, this guy truly, do you see it in the Bible? I said, no, soldier, I said, no, truly, this man is what? The son of God. Now, what Hebrew kasamono, eh? In Hebrew and in Greek, the word son of God there meant that God who has come in the flesh. But you tell me, ain't it a bribe? Yesu kase me major any onyankopon a bribe? Yesu beka biyomu fa dia na se abosom bekuno. The ain't it no mufa buone se Samren who kase who papa ni nyamia itse se who yo onyankopon a wabasa se so because no muni se. They knew that God was one. And for a human being to say that God is my father, that human being must be God who has come in the flesh. I listen to what I'm saying. I listen to what I'm saying. So when they saw that these things had happened, they said, truly, truly, this guy is what he claimed to be, that he is God. 
That is God. That is God. That is God. And unbelievers saw it. Unbelievers did what? They saw it. And they feared greatly. They were shivering. Go and watch the movie called Reason. There's a movie called Reason. It's not the normal Jesus movie. It is a story of the Roman soldier who killed Jesus. And it's based on church history. That guy became an evangelist after about 30 years after Jesus. Like, it took him about 30 years to, no, not 30 years, about 10 years to reconcile with the fact that Jesus was the Messiah because he couldn't believe it. And when you watch the whole movie, it's a historical book, movie, and it's a very nice movie. It was more, it wasn't about Jesus' death, but it was more about the man, the soldier, the one who said, truly, this guy is the son of God. Are you with me? Good. And many women were there beholding afar off, which followed Jesus from Galilee, ministering unto him. What it means is that they were ministering unto him, they were helping him, they were giving him water, they were washing him, they were helping him, and these were men, women that were with Jesus and were cooking for him like Martha was cooking for Jesus. These were those women. And the Bible says that these women followed from afar because they were following Jesus and they stood from afar off. And it says, Among which was Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of G James and Joseph, the mother of the Zebedee's, of Zebedee's children. When the evening was come, there came a rich man of Arimathea named Joseph, who also himself was Jesus' disciple. He said, Joseph of Arimathea was Jesus' disciple. And I told you who Joseph of Arimathea is. He went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. Then Pilate commanded the body to be delivered. And when Joseph had taken the body, he wrapped it in a clean lining cloth and laid it in his own new tomb, which he had hewn out in a rock. And he rolled a, a gray stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. And there was Mary Magdalene and other Mary sitting over against the sepulcher. Amen. Let's hold on there. Amen. He's saying that there was a man, his name was Mary, um, what's his name? Joseph of Arimathea. And Joseph of Arimathea went and begged Pilate and said, please, give me the dead body. I want to go and bury the body. Why would somebody go and beg for a body if the body didn't die? He died. Are you with me? And they buried him and they rolled a stone. I hope you have seen the Jesus movies and you saw the picture of the stone. You saw the stone, the rock. It was so big that one human being cannot move it out of the place. Are you with me? We'll talk about that very soon. And it says, now the next day that followed the day of preparation, the chief priests and Pharisees came together unto Pilate, saying, sir, we remember that that deceiver said, while he was alive, after three days, I will rise again. They went to Pilate and said that Jesus claimed that he will rise again on the third day. His enemies, Jesus' enemies, went and told Pilate that 
Please. Is that what? Command, therefore, that the sepulcher be made sure unto the third day, lest his disciples come by night and steal away, and steal him away, and say unto the people, he is risen from the dead, so the last error shall be worse than the first. Pilate said unto them, ye have watch, ye have a watch, go away, make it sure as you can. So they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. Amen. Let me tell you, I'm telling you about history, okay? Because the death of Jesus is a historical something. Yeah, there I see. Maybe I'll come. Roman 4, no? Say, you are there the Roman seal. Roman seal. Say, Roman 4, at the seal, but two are sorry, Diane 1. They be emphasized. It's just a obedient member. It's just a obedient member. You say, you couldn't. Are you with me? In the Roman seal, when they place a seal on anything, anyone that breaks the seal is punishable by death. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So when they went to Pilate, they told Pilate that, Pilate, we want you to go and seal it with a Roman seal and also command soldiers to protect it. So usually in the Jesus movie, you, you, some of them, you won't see it. The Roman seal was a cross with a stamp on it that no one should tamper with this grave. And there were soldiers there commanded to protect what? The grave. Are you with me? So, if the disciples had gone to see, steal the body of Jesus, it means that the disciples were punishable by death. Do you think anyone can go and steal when they have placed a Roman seal there? Maybe, and then maybe 2,000 years ago. Even 70 years ago in Ghana, about 70 years ago, just now, yeah, 70 years ago in Ghana, when you obey, disobey certain command, you were killed. I follow what I'm saying. 70 years ago in Ghana, when you fool, go to Asante Kingdom, go to the north, go to some of the kingdoms. If you fool, if Otumfo says this thing is untouchable, you touch it, you are killed. It's not true. Do you imagine 2,000 years ago? You think they would just get up and go and steal his body? The Romans were brutal killers. They were brutal men. When they are killing it, they don't care. When they come, they can come to Kotokrom and kill all of us in one day. They were brutal killers. Everyone feared them. And the Jews were living under their rule. Jew for the normal year. Are you with me? And so it was not possible for the body to be stolen. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew 28. In the end of the Sabbath, as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week, the end of the Sabbath is Saturday. Right onto Saturday morning. Somebody say Saturday morning. Hey, hey, that's Saturday. Sunday morning. Somebody say Sunday morning. He says, came Mary Magdalene other Mary to see the sepulchre. The sepulchre simply means the grave or where they, the tomb where they buried Jesus. And behold, there was a great earthquake for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat upon it. What a guy, guy angel. Listen, listen, listen. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. 
This is a grave. This is a tomb that they have sealed it with a Roman seal that any man that tempers with it will die. So on the third day, God didn't need Peter's permission. God didn't need Peter's help because Peter couldn't roll it. If you read the book of Luke, he says that when the woman, the woman came and saw it, they were like, who will roll it for us? Because it was too big. So, so big. It was as big as big. Then suddenly, the Bible says that. That morning when they came, an angel came from heaven and the angel of the Lord did what? He rolled it and sat on it. He rolled his legs. And said, yes, we have come to prove a point unto them that the king of glory has risen. Can you imagine? He rolls the stone and sits on it. A quiet guy. You just picture it in your head. He rolls the stone and he sits on it. He says, and his countenance was like lightning and his raiment white as snow. Now let me tell you a short story. This was Jesus. Oh. The one who rolled the stone is Jesus himself. <laughs> yes. Was it here I was teaching about the angel of the Lord? Or where was it? Oh, I'm here to teach you. Oh, don't worry. I'm here to teach you. I'll teach you that one day, within a month. Okay, I've forgotten. In the, New Test in the Old Testament, anytime you saw the angel of the Lord, it was an inscription of Jesus in his heavenly form. I listen to me. Okay, look at this. Look at this description. His countenance was like light. And the Revelation says the same thing. He said his raiment was like white as snow. Whose raiment is white as snow? Who is it? It's Jesus. Are you with me? Okay. That's for another day. So the one who wrote the stone is Jesus. It's not, it's Jesus himself. <laughs> he came and did this way. Then he jumped and sat on it and said, but when you read, go home and go and read Matthew's account of the resurrection. Read Mark's account. Read Luke's account. Read, read, read John's account. You will find out that they are saying the same thing but different, different views. In Luke, Luke says that there were two angels. Luke says there were two. So if, if in, this, in this play you find out that, look at, look at this. Look at this. And for the fear of him, the keepers did shake and became dead men. He says the soldiers that were commanded to protect it, they fell and became like dead men. Like they were afraid because an earthquake, this rock has been shaken. The, one of the reasons they became as dead men was because of the angel. The second reason was because the seal has been broken, they will die. And when you read history, they say that the, the pilots killed them because they didn't do their work well. Are you following me? Let's go. And the angel said unto the woman, fear not. Now, do you see that he does this and the angel of the Lord? He has changed the narrative. This is because there were two angels. There were two spirits. There were two beings. The first one said, and the angel of the Lord. Do you see that? Have you seen it? The second one says that, and the angel. They are not the same. The second one was the second angel that was with the angel of the Lord. Because Luke says that there were two angels. Here he's saying one. So that means that Matthew was just trying to focus, was putting, you know, eyewitness accounts so the stories would be quite different. So this is another angel speaking to them. 
Are you following me? Good. And what did he say? Fear not ye, for I know that ye see Jesus, which was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen. And he said, come, see the place where the Lord laid. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead. And behold, he goeth before you into Galilee. And there shall ye see him. Lo, I have told you. And they departed quickly from the sepulchre with fear and great joy. And did run to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them, saying, All hail. And they came and held him by the feet and worshipped him. This is Mary Magdalene and those people, and they are running to go and tell him, and then Jesus shows himself. Because John even talks about it in the book of John. John says that they, they came to touch him and said, don't touch me because I am yet to present myself to my father. Are we together? And he says, be not afraid. Go tell my brothers that go into Galilee and there shall they see me. Now, when they were going, behold, some of the watch came into the city and showed unto the chief priests all the things that were done. And when they were assembled with the elders and are taking counsel, they gave large money to the soldiers. The soldiers went and told them that Charlie, I sorry. Jesus has risen from the dead. I've never seen this in my lifetime. I've never seen this before. The guy has risen. And you know what the chief priests and the pastors did? They paid money, they take money. Go and keep your mouth shut. Don't tell, don't tell anyone. If anyone asks, tell them that the disciples came and stole his body. Amen. And if this comes to the governor's ears, we will persuade him and secure you. But that did not happen. And they took the money and did as they were taught. And this saying is commonly reported among the Jews until this day. Where am I? I can't find it. 16. Then the 11 disciples went into Galilee, into the mountain where Jesus had appointed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. Why should they worship him? Because these were Jews. Jews only know to worship one person, God. Jews don't worship any other person. And by the fact that Jesus rose from the dead, Jesus had already proven that he was God. Because everything that was spoken about him was fulfilled. He told them he was going to die, and on the third day he will resurrect. And on the third day he rose up again. Listen, Jesus is not Muhammad. That died and did not rise again. Jesus is not a confanote. That died and did not rise again. Jesus is not Confucius. That died and did not rise again. Jesus is not any of those Julius Caesar. That died and did not rise again. Jesus is not Kwame Nkrumah. They called him Osajifo. No, I know only one Osajifo. His name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth. My Bible says that the grave could not hold him. Oh, death, you stink. 
not my Jesus. Not my Jesus. He says, he descended into hell. He conquered the grave. He rose on the third day with the keys of death in his hands. And he said to his disciples, he said, all power in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. All power. Listen, this is a sure word that when we die, he will raise us up again. There is hope for the believer that when he dies, Christ will come back for him again. I know when I die, my body may rot in the ground. But the same way, when he resurrected, hundreds of people came back to, the, back to life. It's the same way when he comes with angels. When he comes with angels, he will raise us back to life. And I will receive a new body. And I will receive a new spirit. And I will become another man. And I will become a new man. Death will be conquered in my life. I may die next year. I may die in the next 50 years. But when I die and Christ comes, I will conquer death. I have within me eternal life. And this life has the ability of conquering death. And when I die, he shall raise me back. I shall rise again. I shall conquer death when Christ comes. And I will live again. You will live again. I said you will live again. I said you will live again. Why? Because this Jesus rose from the dead. Don't be afraid of death. Death has been conquered. And that's why I'm speaking to you. That anything that is dead in your life is coming back to life in the name of Jesus. Ah, the way you are receiving is making me angry. Your spiritual life that is dead is coming back to life this morning. Amen. Your prayer life that is dead is coming back to life this morning. Your giving life that is dead is coming back to life. Anything that is of God in your life that was killed, I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Receive life. Receive the life of God. Receive the life of God in your bones, in your blood, in your going out, in your coming in. Receive it now. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believes in me will never die. Listen, Christians don't die, they sleep. They go and live. I said Christians don't die. Because Jesus said in John chapter 11, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. He said, he who believes in me will never die. Then again, he said, okay, Though he dies, ah, he shall live again. I won't die. 50 years from now, or 40, maybe even 30, you may come to my funeral and see me lying, my face as not like that. Because when dead people die, their face is usually some way. Good, good, good. I'm not dead though. 
I'm just tracking you. I'm sleeping. Because my Bible says that he will bring me back to life. Ah, my Bible says he will bring me back to life. Oh, death, you stink. You can't stink me. Death can't stink me. When I die, I won't go to hell. Because you will bring me back to life. But the Bible says that they that do not believe in him, when they die, they will be sent to hell. Look, life is an opportunity for you to give your life to Christ. Life is a test season to decide whether you will choose God or you will choose yourself. You will choose God or you will choose Muhammad. You will choose God or you will choose Confucius. You will choose God or you will choose Buddha. But one day, you will meet Jesus and he will judge every one of us for choosing him and for rejecting him. May it not be your story that on that day when Jesus comes, you will not be found in him. There's a song that goes like, what singing there will be up there. I don't even know how to sing it. There will be out there. Oh, glory, glory, glory. What singing there will be. Oh, glory, glory, glory. What singing there will be. If you have your communion, We want to take it. Please, you can give those who have just come. In our church, communion is for everyone. Because, unless you don't want to take it anyway. Because Jesus was even taking communion with Judas. Are you with me? So the communion is not, unless... You don't want to take their, but if please, if they want to take, you can give them some. You have given them some, okay. Have you taken it? Because me, I finished taking mine. You are still there. <laughs> now I want you to be on your feet. We want to pray. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Pepper, Maya Kotia Urusi, Yanino Batsanada, eh, 